Hi, you are listening to All Law, an audio series by Lakshmi Kumaran and Sridharan Attorneys, a leading Indian law firm. At the firm, we are proud to design practical legal solutions for our clients by combining legal knowledge with extensive industry and technology experience. This podcast series is a part of our knowledge sharing initiative where we discuss notable legal developments and analyze their business implications. My name is Kanika Jain and I will be your host for this episode. Today, we have Ms. Ashwarya Vardhan for an insightful discussion on the topic Leasing of Capital Goods Between Two GSTINs. Hi Ashwarya, how are you? Hello Kanika, I'm doing well. How are you? Absolutely fine Ashwarya. So Ashwarya, can you please introduce the topic to our audience with its factual background? Sure Kanika. So, the topic for discussion is regarding leasing of capital goods between two GSTINs involving multiple movements of such goods to various GSTINs of the same entity across different states. Therefore, the emphasis will be made on the GST implications on supplies made between two GSTINs, which will constitute supplies made between distinct persons due to the name fiction created as applicable only under the GST laws. So, in the instant case, CHEP India Private Limited or we will refer to it as CIPL, is engaged in the business of leasing pallets, crates and containers sought to operate under a business model where such equipment owned by the Maharashtra GSTIN of the entity would be provided on lease to other GSTINs by executing MOUs. Now for such supply, Maharashtra GSTIN raises periodical invoices on Karnataka GSTIN for lease charges or transaction 1 and thereafter Karnataka GSTIN may further provide such equipment to its end customers for consideration. In such cases, if the equipments may be required by another GSTIN, say uh, Tamil Nadu, instead of sending such equipment back to Maharashtra, Karnataka GSTIN undertakes to transport such equipment directly to Tamil Nadu upon the instructions from Maharashtra GSTIN. This will be transaction 2. So, upon the receipt of equipment by Tamil Nadu, Maharashtra GSTIN charges the Tamil Nadu GSTIN for the lease amount while Karnataka GSTIN charges Maharashtra GSTIN for the facilitation of movement to Tamil Nadu GSTIN. Now, with this background, CIPL Maharashtra sought an advanced ruling regarding the taxability of both transactions as mentioned, the valuation to be adopted if taxable, and the documents to be issued, which was thereafter appealed to the AAAR. Thanks, Ashwarya. Then what was the view taken by the Appellate Authority for Advanced Ruling in the present case? Did the Appellate Authority for Advanced Ruling concur with the ruling of the Authority for Advanced Ruling? Kanika, the AAAR concurred with the ruling of the Authority of Advanced Ruling to hold that transaction 1 between Maharashtra GSTIN and Karnataka GSTIN would amount to supply of services between distinct persons levyable to GST with no transfer of title of such goods, also noting that this position was not challenged by CLPN. The AAAR, however, modified the AAAR's ruling on valuation to be adopted for such supply of service of leasing of goods. The AAAR held 
that the value of services between such distant persons would be the value as stated in the invoice as per the second proviso to rule 28 of the CGST rules concurring with a ruling provided to CIPL by the Karnataka AAR in an application filed by CIPL Karnataka for a ruling on a similar transaction additionally contrary to the position adopted by the AAR the AAAR addressed the implications of transaction 2 stating that such further movement of goods from Karnataka GSTIN to Tamil Nadu GSTIN would be a mere movement of goods not amounting to a supply since the Karnataka GSTIN is merely a bailee without having ownership of such goods it was also held that the supply of services of leasing of equipment would be from the Maharashtra GSTIN to the Tamil Nadu GSTIN with Karnataka GSTIN acting as an agent of Maharashtra GSTIN providing facilitation services for such transactions of leasing of equipment which is liable to GST understood now what are the key aspects of the transaction analyzed in this ruling so it may be noted that the position in law regarding the GST implications on transaction 1 that is supply of services between distant persons has already been settled through the provisions of GST laws under section 25 read with entry 2 of schedule 1 of the CGST Act 2017 as also reiterated by the AAAR however there was confusion regarding the value to be adopted for such supply which was put to rest when the Maharashtra AAAR ruled that the value is to be ascertained as per the second proviso to rule 28 of the CGST rules concurring with the Karnataka AAAR in CIPS case but modifying the Maharashtra AAAR's ruling now in respect of the second transaction involving further movement of goods the Maharashtra AAAR held that no GST is levyable between the parties to the movement since the same is a mere movement not amounting to supply in consensus with the Karnataka AAAR and modifying the Maharashtra AAAR which did not give a ruling on such transaction occurring outside the state of Maharashtra a key aspect to be noted is the varying interpretation adopted by the authorities of different states in such matters involving similar transactions the AAAR further held that while the transaction between Karnataka GSTIN and Tamil Nadu GSTIN is not taxable Tamil Nadu GSTIN receives the supply of leasing services from the Maharashtra GSTIN and the Karnataka GSTIN provides agency services to the Maharashtra GSTIN by facilitating such movement of goods both of which are liable to GST as supplies between distant persons here another inconsistency lies in the view adopted by the authorities pertaining to the query regarding documentation wherein both the Maharashtra AAR and AAAR did not give a ruling for such queries but the Karnataka AAR answered this query stating that delivery chalan is to be issued based on which EV bill is to be generated thanks ashwarya that surely does clarify a lot but has any other authority given rulings on similar transactions under gst laws specifically on such transaction and regarding the value to be adopted also has there been any recent development regarding valuation other than this ruling 
So, Kanika, a similar transaction had in fact been examined by the Karnataka DPR in a ruling where the application was made by the same applicant as in the case that is CHEP India Private Limited. The Karnataka DPR passed a ruling similar to that of the Maharashtra DPR ruling wherein it held that the supply of goods on lease from one distinct entity to another would amount to leasing services with the supplier being the GSTI which owns the goods. However, the further movement of goods for lease to another GSTI would not amount to a supply between two GSTIs where the GSTI initiating the movement on behalf of another GSTI does not have the title to such goods. Conversely, the Karnataka DPR adopted a different approach and passed rulings regarding documentation to be maintained as well as on the transaction for mere movement of goods by a GSTI outside Karnataka. The Maharashtra DPR however did not admit the question of documentation to be maintained stating the same is outside the scope of section 97 of the CGST Act. Now regarding the valuation to be adopted in case of such supplies between distinct persons there is existing jurisprudence under the GST laws in rulings sought by Consign Nerolac Paints Limited and Sex Makers Opticians Private Limited wherein the Maharashtra DPR and the Tamil Nadu DPR respectively stated that the second proviso to rule 28 will apply to such transactions between distinct persons on the same point of valuation of such services occurring internally between GSTIs of the same entity the central board of indirect taxes and customs recently released a circular that is circular number 19911 2023 gst dated 17th july 2023 on supplies between distinct persons categorized as internally generated services in which it was clarified that where full itc is available to the recipient branch the value of such supply would be the invoice value in accordance with the second proviso to rule 28 of the cgst rules further in cases where uh, no invoice is raised and full itc is available the value of services may be deemed to be declared as nil thereafter in light of such clarifications taxpayers may reevaluate and the value of leasing and facilitation services between two gsti's in the absence of an agreement or an understanding between the gsti's or the branches understood now moving to our final question for this episode what can be the possible implications of this ruling and the way forward for taxpayers karika the triple ar ruling prints out the proposition that mere possession of goods by the other gsti does not automatically result in the supply of goods but rather this is a supply of services to substantiate the same without any dispute taxpayers are to ensure that appropriate documentation is to be maintained both in respect of the supply between the two gsti's and also for the actual movement of goods further it may also be reiterated and emphasized that the value of transactions of this nature are to be ascertained based on the provisions under the gst laws along with the recently issued circular as i'd mentioned previously
and with that we come to the end of this episode thank you so much ashwarya for sharing intensive knowledge on this topic i hope you have enjoyed the discussion of course kanika it was a pleasure to be a part of this conversation with you thank you so much for having me thank you for taking the time to listen to this series we would love your feedback comments and questions about the episode you can write to us at podcast@lakshmisri.com to know more you can also suggest topics you would like to hear more about for future episodes check out our website www.lakshmisri.com linked in the episode description below to keep abreast with the relevant legal updates before you join us next week thank you